Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So I'm going to start with a riddle quickly. You see a boat filled with people, yet there isn't a single person on board. How is that possible? I have no idea. All the people on the boat are married. There's oh. not a single person oh. on board. That's a trick question. <laughs> I didn't take it as single well, that, people. That's why it's a riddle. It's not a riddle. <laughs> it's a trick question. Okay, I'll I'll bring you trick questions from now on. <laughs> I don't like those. <laughs> and we got a listener email. <gasps> oh my gosh! Yay! I know, and she didn't put her name on the on the email. So should I? So this is someone we don't know. Yeah. Oh wow! Should I say her name? Uh, I wouldn't. If she didn't, she didn't sign, sign it. it. No. If the only time I see her name is her email address. Hmm. Let's not put her name, but if she wants us to know or wants us to, then write back and let us know. Yeah, we can totally do that. Yeah. Okay, so it starts off. Hi, ladies. I love your podcast so much. You are delightful. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Okay, on to the bullshit, random strange things, and nonsense. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Number one. When I was little, about four, we lived out in the middle of nowhere, like dirt roads and fields for miles and miles. I remember constantly seeing things that looked like UFOs in the sky, almost every night. As our nearest neighbors were all Amish, there was zero light pollution in our area, and everything stood out in the night sky. At one point, I was tossing and turning all night. I would get out of bed and stare out the window. This would be a trait that continued to adulthood. As I gazed one night, I swear on everything, I saw a light come from the sky down to a field quite a bit away. Then the light went out for about 45 minutes, and then I saw the light go back up, quickly. Now again, what the hell? There was literally nothing that could have made that light way out there crazy. Hmm. Number two. That same house burned to the ground that same year. In December, it happened in the middle of the night. Our dog, who slept in our barn, ran around to all the windows, barking and barking and barking, until my father finally woke up, just in the nick of time. He got everyone out of the house and into the car. Well, so they thought. I heard, fi- I heard fire and locked my bedroom door and crawled into bed, scared. Oh, no. Same dog started throwing herself at my bedroom window, barking, screeching, your basic freaking out. As both my parents were trying to put out the fire, collect important items, etc., they had not noticed I was still in my bedroom. Lady caused such a fit that my dad finally came over to see me in the window. He broke the window with a rock and got me out. Three minutes later, the roof of the house blew out, spreading flames around the entire house. Now, you may not think this is supernatural, but a dog's love is to me. Lady had broken her paw and her nose throwing herself against the window to get me out. We don't deserve them. Aww. That is precious, and you're right, we don't deserve them. No. Number three, freaky-ass kids, man. <laughs> when my daughter was three, she started fighting to go to bed, screaming, crying, tantrums. Finally, after a few nights, she finally looked at me crying and just said, Dark fingers, mama. Dark fingers getting me in bed. Dark fingers. Um, no, thank you. (laughs) This went on for about two weeks when I finally noticed a bush outside her window that had kind of died, making some of the branches get bare, creating finger-like shadows right by her bed. Poor, Poor thing. I freaked her out so bad, I cut the bush down the next day. Aw, poor baby. <laughs> oh my God, I know, right? Number four, same freaky ass kid. She would practice sliding down the hallway, but making it look like she was being pulled. Oh my God. She would even make the scary faces. <laughs> she was four. Like, damn, this is what parenting is. 
looking over to see your crotch goblin literally scaring the crap out of her grandparents and aunts. (laughs) My kid, I swear. That is awesome. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) She's going to be a handful. Oh my gosh. Number five. One night I was cuddled up in bed with my youngest. We had both fallen asleep in her bed. At about two in the morning, I sat straight up from a dead sleep with the immediate thought of both of my outside doors were open. I jumped up and grabbed a bat, turned on the hall light, and said, if someone's in here, I have a gun. As I creeped out of the hallway, no one was there, but sure enough, both doors were open. I scanned the house, got the girls in my bed, and called the police. Sure enough, someone had broken my front door lock. Probably saw the light go on and left through my back door. What the fuck? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And number six. Okay, last one, as this is getting long. We don't care. We don't. One night I fell asleep on the couch. I distinctly had the feeling of picking me up from the couch like a parent picking up a sleeping child. I reached up to my neck and said something sleepily to the effect of, ouch, my neck. They gently laid me back on the couch and kissed my forehead. It took me a solid minute to fully realize what had happened. It was not my significant other as this was post-divorce and I lived with just my two small daughters. I still get the heebie-jeebies thinking about it. That's all for now. Next email, I will send you some spooky pictures and experiences I had at some haunted locations. Nice. Very, very nice. Thank you so much. We would so appreciate it. Yes. And let us know if you uh, want us to. Yeah. If you want us to say your name, we can do that. If not, just we'll leave it as it is because you didn't sign it. So no big deal. Speaking of the first story, Uh the UFO thing. Yeah. I took Leia out the other night, and there was a, like, you know, behind my house is field and then some trees. Well, above the tree line, there was a big orange light. Ooh, weird. Just sitting there. And I was like, what is, you know, I was trying to figure out what it was, and I'm looking at everything else, and it's like, it's way bigger than just like a star, even the biggest star. Yeah. And it was orange. It wasn't like, it was like up in the sky, right? Like, yeah. Not like a it was street lighter. No, it was like above the tree line. Oh, okay. And that's what I was thinking. Maybe it's a street light or something. Yeah. But, you know, I, I brought Leia back in. And then the next night I was out there and there was nothing there. Ooh, weird. So I know it wasn't a street light. Weird. And it was just sitting there? It was just sitting there. I have no idea what it was. It was a UFO. I, sw- I I think they are everywhere. We just can't see them. A lot of times, I just don't think we can see them. There's either like clouds or maybe yeah. or they they have some sort of technology that makes us not see them or something. I don't know, but every night and now every night I go out there, I look over there and there's nothing there. I mean, just the simple fact that there are credible people coming out with these things now. Yeah. Just right there. And there is a space force now. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. So, yeah, I I totally think they are everywhere. We just have no idea. Well, I have noticed myself looking at the sky a lot more lately. I try. I'm never outside at night. Well, though. I'm only out there when I take Leia out, and that's just for a few minutes. I just so. open the back door. My, so I, don't <laughs> I wish even, I could do that. I don't even go out there take the dogs out but but yeah every time i am outside i'm always like Ooh, i want to see something but i'm wondering if if it was a ufo it might have been you should have got your phone and recorded it that's what i thought about that but it was in the house and <laughs> you have to walk all the way in the house and back outside <laughs> okay and now i have um some Face palms, if you will, from the internet. Okay. Uh, this post says, I can't stop laughing at the reasoning for Twister's PG-13 rating. And it said, rated PG-13, intense depiction of very bad weather. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, when you started t- talking about Twister, I'm like, what? 
There's nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> Just very bad weather. That was a good movie, though. That is a good I movie. I haven't seen that in years. Yeah, it's been a long time. That's a good one. Yeah. Next one is a conversation, a text conversation from this person's mom. And they texted her, I got an A in Kim. She texted back, WTF, well done. <laughs> then they texted back, Mom, what do you think WTF means? And she wrote, well, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, Mom. What the fuck? Well done. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, I would put that. <laughs> yeah. But could you imagine Mommy doing that? No. No. <laughs> um this is a cnn tweet says pizza shop workers took took down an armed robber but when police took off his mask they discovered he was their old boss (laughs) and someone commented what kind of scooby-doo shit is this It's just Mr. Smithers. <laughs> <laughs> this one uh, says, I guess I need to be more specific when I ask students to send me a scan of their passports. And it's just the cover pa- for <laughs> part of the passport. This one is a tweet. I once drove my car to work, paid for parking, then forgot and took the bus home. <laughs> Thought my car was stolen when I got home. <laughs> Hashtag I'm dumb. (laughs) (laughs) This one is a headline in Houston. Man says his threat to blow up a bathroom had nothing to do with a bomb. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Okay, this is a conversation. She put, yo, dude, you kind of look like my first husband. I don't know. I've never been married, though. And he wrote, that's actually a first, LOL, for someone to tell me I look like someone else. And she put, I worked so hard, risked it all, and you didn't even get my joke. (laughs) (laughs) This one, someone put on Twitter, I'm cancer free. And someone commented, how the fuck do you change a Zodiac sign? (laughs) And then they commented again. I'm literally so fucking stupid. My fucking God, never mind. Forgive me. (laughs) (laughs) At least they acknowledged it. (laughs) Exactly. That doesn't ever happen. (laughs) This tweet says, I ran into a glass door and I think I might have a Caucasian. (laughs) (laughs) This is a tweet from Stephen King. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. A priest, a minister, and a rabbit walked into a bar. The rabbit says, I think I'm a typo. And some idiot commented, it's spelled rabbi, Steve. This is really embarrassing for you as an author. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, he's the one that should be embarrassed. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That was a cute joke, though. (laughs) I know. (laughs) This idiot... Posted on Twitter, I don't understand the mobile at at Bank of America. Can you help me? My username is blank, password blank. They posted this online. Then the Bank of America commented, Hi, Karen. Thanks for reaching out. Use the link to connect with us so we can help. You should delete your post that contains private information. So stupid. <laughs> oh my gosh. This one. She put, I swear someone needs to invent socks for our hands. My hands are always cold. Oh my god. Then some person commented, We have something called gloves. And then that person commented again, No stupid like socks for our hands. <laughs> You'll love this one. A statue of Jesus in India mysteriously began dripping water from its toes. Worshippers started collecting it and drank it, believing it was holy. The source of the water was later found to be a clogged toilet near the statue. 
get, dumbasses? <laughs> mm, toilet water. Gosh, people are stupid. <laughs> okay, we got another conversation. It starts, is Pink Panther a lion? <laughs> they responded, say that again, but slower. <laughs> but I don't get it. He's the pink panther. Okay, but is he a lion? <laughs> Mac, angel, light of my life. He's a panther. Is that a kind of lion? <laughs> no, it's a fucking panther. I just Googled. They are not pink. <laughs> and lions are. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, this one is a Facebook post. It says, The Bible was written entirely by the greatest American who ever lived, Jesus. <laughs> and then someone posted, Is this a joke? Or... <laughs> and they put, It's called History Sweaty. Look it up. I think they meant sweetie. <laughs> but it's sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> These people that post stuff and they they're so serious i know but their comments are so like how do you survive i know <laughs> i don't listen to this one this is my last one music lovers who went deaf later in life how do you cope then someone commented how are they going to read this post idiot then oh <laughs> they put with their eyes <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I know I've said this before. I'm not the smartest person in the world. Not yeah. even close. See, and that's the thing. Yeah, but come, come on. I know. I know. I know. And that's like, you know, I think I have common sense. I'm pretty sure. I do stupid things every single day. And I day. have said stupid things. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. We say we have recorded it. Yes. And, yes. and like, let you guys listen to stupid stuff that we've done. Caligula? Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, Moonspoon. <laughs> I was drunk. That does not count. Hey, I was always drunk. Don't even. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so we're not smart. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm smarter than those people for sure. Yes. For sure. Me too. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. Okay. <laughs> I did night walkers talk about the creepiest things they've ever seen. <gasps> Yay. One time I turned around to see what was behind me just out of intuition. And I saw someone step behind a tree rather quickly and try to hide from me. Oh my God. I stood there for a second to confirm this. Then I speed walked home. Fucking creepy. Mm -mm. There was one night where a car stopped up the road. A girl got out, yelled for help, then got back in and they drove off. What? I have no idea if it was serious or not, considering she got right back in the car. What? That's weird. Maybe they were trying to, like, maybe they knew the person that lived there and they were trying to, like, creep them out. Or... I don't know. What the fuck? What? I don't know. Weird. Weird. Okay. Walking home from a late night gym session at 24 Hour Fitness, a white van passed by me. Slowing down. Slowly took a right turn in front of me. A couple minutes later, I reached the turn and see the van stopped at the exit of a parking lot. It's facing back my way. It's like 4 a.m. and nothing else is going on and I'm creeped out. The van starts coasting forward slowly after I make the turn and I sprint across the street to a gas station and into the small dead-end water-slash-air pump station and press my body against an area of the wall that the van can't quite see me. It literally pulls into the air water station and stops. 
I hear the engine running right fucking next to me, but they never get out of the van. I just stand there pressed against the wall until they pull out and drive around the gas station into the lot on the opposite side of the wall. I hear the van lingering for some time before it goes silent. Still, I wait a while longer before I leave and run the rest of the way home. What? That's weird. They were going to get kidnapped. Yeah. Definitely. Did that say if that was male or female? No. Hmm. That is scary. Well, okay. First of all, if it was a female, dumbass. Yeah. You don't walk in anywhere at 4 a.m. in the morning. you, You just can't. Oh my gosh. That's scary shit. During winter in a rural, no-cell service kind of area, completely dark, no street lights nor anyone in sight, temperatures were around 20, and it was snowing. I was walking my dog with a flashlight, then I heard someone start screaming bloody murder. Flight or fight kicked in. It truly sounded like someone was being stabbed to death for what seemed like forever. Oh my god. I chose to find out what the hell was going on. What I found instead was beyond anything I expected. He was a five-year-old boy wandering down the road all alone. All he was wearing were light flannel pants and a thin t-shirt, no shoes or hat, and screaming so loudly it echoed through the the hills. I dropped my dog's leash and walked up to him slowly, gently and repeatedly telling him that I'm a mom and that he's going to be okay. I wrap him in my arms and carry him to a neighbor's home to warm him by the fire and call for help. The boy's parents were visiting friends. The boy got up at night to look for his parents, who'd left him and his sister home while they were out drinking. He got lost in the dark and just kept walking and screaming, originally thinking I'd get in the crosshairs or witness some bloody domestic fight is what put my mind in the scared shitless headspace. Plus, dark, no cell phones, no weapon. Poor baby. That's terrible. People... mm. I worked night shift for seven years. One night, a young, thin, blonde woman was walking down the street at 2 a.m. with no pants or underwear on and a button-up shirt open. I tried to ask if she needed help, and she just stared forward, slowly walking, staring forward. I called the police, and they came and stood in front of her, and she slowly walked into the cop's hand and stopped. I didn't stay and went back to work. Oh, my. That's weird. (laughs) I almost got kidnapped near a train station. Some dude drove up to me hella quick and insisted that I was some missing Canadian child and that he'd take me home. Coincidentally, a motorcycle cop happened to drive by and immediately pulled over after I waved him down. He approached the guy in the car very aggressively and told him off. The cop didn't arrest the guy or anything. The guy apparently told the cop the same, I thought he was a missing child story. But he did walk me over to the train station and stayed with me until the train actually arrived. That's kind of scary. That's weird. I wonder if it was legitimately a worried guy or a creepy guy. Wouldn't that be horrible if he really legitimately thought he was saving this kid's life? Yeah, that would suck. You're like, well, shit, see if I ever do that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am male and used to walk home after a night out drinking. I had long hair and was quite skinny when I was in my early 20s. And one time at about 2 a.m. in a dark location, I was walking and some guys slowed his car down, right down and drives next to me staring. I told him to fuck off. And at that point, I think he realized I was a man and drove off. I'm pretty sure if I had been a woman, things would have ended, wouldn't have ended up well. That's bullshit, and he's mm-hmm. probably right. He, oh, he's most, I'm sure he is right. One time I was walking around my relatively safe neighborhood with two of my friends after midnight. We were probably 16 at the time. This loud red truck speeds by us, which is normal for the road we are on. Then, a few minutes later, the same red truck drives by the opposite way, going much slower. Again, just a couple of minutes later, he drives by, but this time stops a hundred or so feet away from us and just sits there. Realizing that this is not normal, we booked it through the yard to the next street over. For the next 20 or so minutes, we would see this truck creeping up and down the neighborhood while we hid behind some bushes. And when we finally thought he was gone, we booked it to my house. 
He turned the corner onto my road just as we were about to open my front door. Oh my gosh, that's scary. Yeah. What the fuck was he trying to do? Who knows? God. He didn't say if those were girls or guys either. Hmm. Hmm. Dead body on the side of the street with a sign around its neck saying, I'm a cell phone thief. Don't be like me. This was maybe 20 years ago in Manila, Philippines. Oh my gosh. Wow. That is fucked up. I once saw tiny hands reaching out of a sewer grate. Took me a minute before I realized it was a raccoon. Oh my God. (laughs) I would die. creepy <laughs> that made me think of it it absolutely 100 you know they were little so it looked like child <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that is horrifying <laughs> <laughs> almost 100 percent sure i witnessed a kidnapping i was going to my mail late at Late at night while living in an apartment complex, and on the way back, I noticed a woman in her pajamas surrounded by a few men right by a car. There was an argument and looked like they forced her in the car and drove off. What? I found her slipper nearby on the grass. I, of course, called the police, and they came, and I let them know what I saw, but I never found out what actually happened. Oh, my God. That's scary. Yeah. In high school, late at night, walking home from a friend's house, maybe a mile away. Halfway, car comes cruising super slowly down the street. I hear someone screaming in the car. I was sure they were calling for help. I start following the car. And as I get on the phone with the cops, the car starts pumping the gas. So I just run after them and try to follow them. But I lost them pretty quickly. Never learned what really happened. Oh, my God. This People must, like, get kidnapped or nearly kidnapped a lot more than I think they do. I hope not. Now, this is my last one. Was up on a hill in the countryside at midnight when a man with a rifle came out of nowhere, ran right past me, and wasn't seen again. I went home shortly after that. Holy shit! That scared the crap out of me. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. All right. I just have some scary stories. Growing up, I always wanted to go on a bike ride at night. Something about it just seemed really cool to me. It wasn't until I was 13 that my mom finally let me. She told me to wear my helmet, take my phone and flashlight, and follow the parameters she set for where I was allowed to go. She gave me about four miles, which was a lot to me. So right after the sun had set, I was off. I loved it. I rode along this path for 10 minutes before the only thing I could see was some of the lights from the houses on the inside of the limits. After 15 minutes of riding along this dirt path, I suddenly hear singing. It sounded like it was just a few feet in front of me. I stopped riding to hear it better. It was a woman's voice. She was singing Eleanor Rigby by the Beatles, Uh, but she wasn't singing the words, just the melody. Her voice was strange. You know, like when you have phlegm in your throat, your voice gets kind of scratchy? That's what her voice sounded like. I inch forward to try and see her. I get close enough to see the silhouette of her hair bouncing up and down like she was headbanging. I decide to get my flashlight out. I'm thinking that maybe this person is in need of help or something. Or maybe this is just an insane person and the light will scare them away. So I take the flashlight out of my pocket, point it at her, and turn it on. The moment the light hit her, she stopped moving completely. She was facing away from me. She had disgusting hair that seemed to be sticking together in clumps. Some of her hair was ripped out, too. She was wearing a very oversized bright red hoodie. I was almost too scared to move. I think she was, too. I conjured up as much bravery as I could and said, sorry, in a very, oops, this is the wrong kind of, uh, wrong room kind of way. She didn't respond. I turned off the flashlight and put it back in my pocket. Just as I was turning my bike around, she screamed. She screamed in an awful, horrifying, high-pitched voice. I nearly pooped myself as I threw myself back onto my bike. I heard her voice getting closer to me. I booked it as fast as I could. I didn't once look back behind me, and I didn't stop pedaling. Her screaming eventually grew quieter and quieter until it dissolved into the howling of the wind. 
Weird. That you don't want to go bike riding after dark okay. after that. I have some issues with that story. Okay. Did it ever say how old this? They were 13. Okay. I didn't let Peyton <laughs> ride his bike without me. Ever. <laughs> let alone at night. I know. I don't agree with it either. What but the fuck? I know. They learned their lesson. <laughs> I mean, creepy. Peyton was like 16 and I still wouldn't let him. Well, yeah. Not that he really wanted to do anything. Yeah. Like physical activity or anything. <laughs> but. <laughs> and I may be a tad overprotected. Yeah, I think Because so. of what I like to read and mm-hmm. listen to. Yeah. But. Same. What? i know (laughs) okay next one this occurred when i was about 13 or so my family was moving into a new home and we were having trouble with a bookshelf that was a little too big tall and wide for the doorway we eventually had to take it apart and bring it in piece by piece the shelf went into my sister's room and she helped put it together here's where it gets creepy She used the shelf for her books and stuffed animal collection. I left her as she was putting things onto onto the higher shelves using a kitchen chair to reach that high. As soon as I stepped through the door, there was a huge, loud crash. I'm thinking the bookshelf fell on her or she lost her balance and fell, so I check. She's standing with her back against the wall and she looks terrified. I peek in further and there is no shelf. It was completely gone. Her things were heaped on the floor in that spot. The chair somehow teleported back into the kitchen. My sister and I were the only ones that heard the crash. And worst of all, not one person in our family remembers ever having that bookshelf. Oh my gosh. I just got the biggest chill. I did too. What the hell? I know. Oh my God. That poor girl. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's crazy. And no one remembered it? No. Just them? Just them. Oh, my God. Creepy. Next one. It happened in early 2000 when I was working at a juvenile detention center in a small town in Oklahoma as a corrections officer. I was working nights at the time and went to work at 9 p.m. This one night when I arrived for work, my supervisor looked confused and asked what I was doing there. I said, I work tonight. He said, but they said you called in a few hours ago saying you were sick. Mm. I was a bit confused and said it must have been someone else and they got the message wrong. After everyone else showed up for work that night, it was a bit weirder, but we carried on as usual and assigned everyone their places for the night. I went to work in the central room where I usually work. The control room is in the center of the place and it has direct control over the cameras, doors, Phones, pretty much everything. After I relieved the guard on duty and settled in for the night, I looked at the message that said I called in. It said that I had called at 6.50 and said that I had gotten sick while out cleaning up after the storm. There had been a storm the night before and it was a bit bad, but not anything that I had to go out and clean up. It was truly weird and it was about to get weirder. The supervisor came in to the control about that time. He was also a friend of mine outside of work, and we started talking about it and how odd it was. I decided to call my wife at home and tell her about it while he was still sitting there. I picked up the phone and dialed. After two rings, a man picked up the phone with a raspy voice and said hello. I didn't know what to say for a few seconds. I looked at the phone to make sure I had dialed the right number, and I had. After a few seconds, the person said hello again in the same raspy voice. I said, hello, who's this? They replied, this is Taylor, who is this? My head started to spin. My name is Taylor. In almost a scream, I said, where's Anne? He said, Anne's in bed, who's this? I dropped the phone and told my supervisor to ring, ring me out. I had to get home and I took off towards the door. I could hear Dave pick up the phone behind me and say hello followed soon after by what the heck rather loudly. I ran to my car and drove home faster than I should have, my mind racing the entire time. 
I busted through the door. My wife was sitting watching TV and was shocked at me being home. I asked her who was there, and she said no one had been over. After a rather long talk with my wife, I went to the call... I went to call the center and tell them what was going on, but the phone was dead. I went back to work, and when I came in, Dave was acting weird and asked me, how are you doing this? He told me that when I left, he picked up the phone, and the person on the other end sounded like me. He kind of freaked out and hung up the phone. A minute later, as he could see my car leaving the parking lot, the phone rang. What he heard made his blood run cold. He said that I had called back from home and asked what the heck was going on. He said that I was a bit irate and said I was sick and did not feel like playing these games and was telling him to stop prank calling me and hung up. After convincing him I had no idea what was going on, we went back to work. Later I found out that the phone line for my area had been knocked down the night before by the storm. This is absolutely the strangest thing that's ever happened to me. How could he fucking go back to work after that? I know. I'd be like, um, I'm, I'm sick. I'm going yeah. home. There's I, something wrong. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next one, I met a girl at university, and after we graduated, we decided we'd move in with each other. The plan was whoever got a job first would pay the rent, etc., while the other looked for a job in the same city. I got the job, and we moved into a small house together. Months later, she's still having no luck finding a job. I feel like garbage one day, which is unusual for me, and I come home from work extremely early before lunch. I walk in through the front door, and I am greeted by a bizarre sight. I look into the lounge and see her just sitting there. The TV isn't on, nor the radio, and she's just staring straight ahead, not even moving. I stood there and watched her for a while out of curiosity. I'm sure everyone wonders what their partners or friends do when they think no one is around. She did nothing, just stared dead ahead. The closest I can describe it is like in the older computer games where you get into a room with an, a non-player character that hadn't noticed you yet and would just stand there waiting for you to get in and activate them. We'd had a fight the night before, so I just shook my head and went off to bed. Around four, I get up and go downstairs again, and she's still there staring dead ahead, at which point I obviously worry and try to get her attention. Nothing I did, even shaking her or shouting, would wake her up from whatever it was, so I called my dad. He's a dentist, but he knows a lot about medicine generally, and ask him what I should do. He says he'll be over in 20 minutes and to keep an eye on her until then. Around 4.30, she suddenly gets up, goes into the kitchen, and starts doing chores, washing up and getting tea, etc. I follow her and watch her before asking if she's okay, and she says she's fine, pretty casual, like nothing had happened. I asked her what she had been up to that day, and she launched into this long explanation about how she'd gone out job hunting and where she'd gone and manager she'd spoken to that day. It was creepy. I told her what had actually happened, and she looked at me oddly like I was the crazy one, insisted that she had been out job hunting and had only been and had only just got back. I told her I wasn't judging her and it was fine that she hadn't been out job hunting, but I was worried about her and she had definitely been sitting there all day. My dad came by and suggested she may have been having an absence seizure, which is a type of epilepsy. She had scans, etc., and nothing showed up. No tumors either. Since she didn't believe my story, things got pretty tense between us, especially because after possibly having an absence seizure, she had been banned from driving for a year. Over the next six-ish months before we broke up, I did, pretty, I did some pretty odd things to try and prove what had happened, including booking days off work without telling her, and then pretending to go to work, only to park around the corner, come home sneakily, and observe her. A lot of the time, I'd find her st stood there doing nothing again. When I asked her about it, she still had these long explanations of what she'd done that day. It happened so often that I kind of got the feeling my girlfriend was only really on when people were around, and when she thought no one was around, she would go into a default off state until people got back. It doesn't make much sense, 
but it's all I could come up with. Weirdly, some of her stories were backed up by other people. Like she said she had gone to meet a friend that day, and later when I checked with the friend, she said that it was true. This is the only part I can't really explain to myself, and I've kind of just dismissed it as the friend being nice and trying to back up her friend. We broke up, though we're still friends, and I haven't mentioned it to her since. It still freaks me out, though, and I worry about what other people are like when no one is around. <sighs> also, the, through that whole story, I kept thinking Stepford Wife. Oh, yeah. Ooh, what? That's weird. Is. I've never heard a story like that before. Yeah. I wonder. That's weird. It is. Was she a... A robot? Or like a... Just a default player in our simulated oh life? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Next one. So when my grandparents were very young, right after they got married, they went to Devon for their honeymoon. This was about 60-ish years ago. Now they'd been to Devon many times in a similar spot, and so they are reasonably familiar with the area. They decided to go on an afternoon stroll one afternoon down a forest track. After about a half an hour or so, they stumbled upon a gorgeous old worldly tea room. So they decided to go in for a snack. My grandmother had tea cake. My granddad had a scone and a pot of tea between them both. They particularly enjoyed the tea and asked what brand it was so they could purchase it for themselves. What struck them most about this quaint little tea room is how old-fashioned it was. Even the waitresses were wearing uniforms that seemed very out of date, but were still smart. They spoke again to their waitress, paid, and complimented how wonderful it was. After about a week, they decided to return because they had enjoyed it so much and they were eager to get another cup of that tea. So off they went down the path, taking every single step exactly how they remembered it to get to the tea room. When they finally reached where it should be, they came to a dead end. No tea room, just a row upon row of adult trees. They couldn't understand it. It was absolutely impossible. They had followed the route perfectly, and yet there was absolutely no sign whatsoever of this tea room. Confused and dumbfounded, they wandered around the woods a bit more, putting it down to their own silliness and just getting lost. After a while, they crossed paths with an elderly woman who was walking her dog and stopped and asked her, where they could find the little old-fashioned tea room. The woman looked confused and told them there was no such tea room in the forest and that she had lived in the area her whole life so she would know. My grandparents started to feel delusional and they told the woman that they had actually been there a week ago and had actually gone for a bite to eat and a drink so it was impossible. The woman seemed very confused and said they must be mistaken. The only tea room which was in the woods had been closed down many, many years ago, even before my grandparents were born, but she had been to it as a little girl. After pressing the woman a little harder and describing the tea room, which with as much detail as they could remember, even down to the tea brand, she seemed dumbfounded and agreed, to, agreed it sounded exactly like the tea room she remembered as a child. They parted ways and joked that it must have been a slip in time. That's, those stories are so crazy. I know. It's like, okay, so I've heard ones, okay, about a tea room. Mm -hmm. I've heard ones about hotels, mm -hmm. um, bars. So if they're not really there, are they, like when they're drinking and eating stuff, are they really drinking and eating stuff? I think somehow they have found, like, they just stepped just to the right when they needed to, to get into this dimension. And it's thing. really real. It's just not. It's really real. And, but see, like, how do they get back to their time? Yeah. How did, yeah. What? I don't, I don't know. Just, it's very strange. Very. Okay. Next one. 12 years ago, my boyfriend and I went to the video store to rent Ghostbusters because I had just found out he had never seen it before. What? I know. <laughs> After we rented the movie, we went for a late lunch. He had two beers and I had one. We were definitely not wasted. We got back to my place, made popcorn, poured soft drinks over ice, and sat down on my couch. We put the movie in the DVD player and pressed play. We were not sleepy. 
We were still in that hyper-awake, flirtatious stage of dating, if that makes sense. It was 6 p.m. It was summertime, so the sun was shining brightly through the shades. Cut to, I suddenly come to consciousness by taking the hugest breath I've ever taken. I hear my boyfriend take a huge breath at the same time next to me. It was kind the kind of breath you would take after coming out of the water when you've stayed under as long as possible. We were both sitting on the couch in the exact same positions, but it was dark. The movie was long over. The glowing clock showed it was 4 a.m. We both remember the same thing. We lost consciousness at the exact same time and came back into consciousness at the exact same moment. We don't remember what happened. We still talk about it sometimes. It's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me. The poor guy still hasn't seen Ghostbusters to this day, which is too bad because I think it's a really good movie. <laughs> what the fuck? Those aliens. It might, I mean, what else? I don't know. Why did they take deep breaths? I don't know. Crazy. It's weird. This is my last one. It's long. This story took place about five years ago, and every single word of it is 100% true. To this day, my family and I still can't explain what happened. My mom, dad, and two sisters went on a family trip across Europe. I stayed at home with my husband and 12-month-old baby. It's 3 a.m., and my phone's ringing. It's my dad. I'm thinking that's weird. Dad's usually well aware of what time it is here when he calls. Maybe he doesn't realize, so I ignore it. My phone rings again. I'm now thinking it's somewhat urgent and I should answer, but it rings out before I can pick it up. I then notice I have a dozen missed calls from both mom and dad and my sisters. I also have a heap of messages. So now I'm wide awake and thinking the absolute worst, if only it were that simple. I open up the text messages and they're along the lines of, everything will be okay, we're going to get on the next flight home to be with you. Stay strong. We love you. I'm thinking, what the heck are they talking about? My phone rings again, and I answer it straight away. What the heck is going on, Dad? What do all those text messages mean? Now, it takes a lot to make my dad concerned. On the phone, he's really concerned and trying to keep it together. Through gritted teeth and his voice shaking, he says, I've just been on the phone to you for an hour. What do you mean what's going on? I'm completely dumbfounded. I went to bed at 10 p.m. and have been fast asleep until now. The last time I spoke with my parents was three days ago. How could I possibly have been on the phone with my dad for the last hour? I tell him he must be confused. I've been asleep and definitely didn't make any phone calls. Don't play games with me, dad almost shouts. This is where it gets scary. He tells me, I've been on the phone with you for the last hour consoling you because you just found out you're pregnant and your husband has left you. What? At this point, my husband has woken up to all the commotion and is asking what's going on. Dad, what are you talking about? He's right here asleep next to me. He hasn't walked out on me and I am definitely not pregnant. Dad's angry now. He's telling me to stop lying to him and that this isn't funny. He's demanding that I tell him the truth, asking if me and my son are okay, and do I know where my husband has gone. At this point, I'm thinking I've been sleep talking. I've somehow called my dad in my sleep and told him this ridiculous story. My husband doesn't believe it, saying he would have woken up to me crying on the phone to my dad if I had in fact done that in my sleep. I tell my dad to hang on a minute while I check if I had made any calls to him. I look through my phone log, and apart from multiple missed calls, I haven't made any calls to my dad or my family for that matter. The last phone call received was three days ago. I checked my husband's phone in case I somehow clamored over him and used his phone to make the ridiculous phone call. Nope, nothing. Dad, I've just checked my phone. I haven't made any calls to you. I asked Dad if my caller ID showed up when I called him. He says he can't remember, so he checks. A minute or so later, he says, It says unknown. I haven't received any calls from your number. My dad is suspicious now, thinking who the heck did he just speak to? My bewilderment turns to anger. Has someone pranked my dad? 
Who would make up such a story and upset my whole family? My dad denies it, saying he knows my voice and says it was definitely me. Even my sister got on the phone and said she was there the whole time talking with me while I was in complete hysterics on the phone. She said that I had told them my husband got angry and walked out on me when I told him I was pregnant. I didn't know where he went and he wasn't answering my calls. I said I was scared to be home by myself with my son, so I went to stay with a friend. My sister said she could hear my friend in the background, but I wouldn't tell them which friend I was staying with when they asked. Dad asked me why I didn't go to his house as I still have a key. And I said I didn't want to because their family friend who was staying there. Uh, that's completely true. If it was a scammer or a stranger, how would they know that? My mom and dad had a family friend staying with them for a few months and they were looking after the house while they were traveling. My sister said eventually I calmed down and said I had to go as I didn't want to keep my friend awake any longer. I said I have to go to work the next day and need to cancel my dentist appointment. Another true piece of information, I was, in fact, called into work the following day and had told my husband the night before I'll need to cancel my dentist appointment. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. And at the same time, my family couldn't believe that I was telling them otherwise. I had to take a photo of me and my husband to prove to them everything was fine and none of that happened. We stayed on the phone with each other till six in the morning, me convincing them that they definitely do not have to get on the next flight home. No one could make, make sense of what happened. My dad and family still didn't 100% believe me until they got home from Europe and saw me in the flesh. We speak about it every now and again. I always ask my dad and sister to tell me again and again exactly what I said to them over the phone. I find it fascinating and terrifying at the same time. My dad doesn't like talking about it. He just shakes his head and says, I don't know what to believe. And I don't blame him either. What he and my family heard was real. They really were on the phone with me and were all devastated at what I was telling them, ready to jump on the next flight home and telling me to stay strong. Imagine then being told a few minutes later by the real me that I had no idea what they were talking about. That's so weird. That is weird. What the fuck? Oh, no. It's like doppelgangers calling people and talking to them and pretending to be you? Mm -mm. Well, it, it, it almost seems like a dimension slip. Like, yeah. Yeah, like they're taught they were talking to her from a different dimension. Like like again, like that dimension person was standing in the exact spot that she needed to stand yeah. in when she hit send mm -hmm. or call, you know. And she probably has a totally different story. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. That is crazy. Could you imagine her being like, "Dad, I was just on the phone with you for an hour. How could you forget what I told you? <laughs> the dad was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was not on the phone with you. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's fucking nuts. That's crazy. What so you remember fuck? last week when we were talking about, I said that I would be screwed if there was a ghost in my room at night. Oh yeah. Because I wouldn't be able to see it. Yeah. Well... This week, I heard, uh, I was listening to a podcast. I don't remember which one it was on, but I was listening to it. And this guy was telling the story about something was in his room at night, you know. Yeah. And he was telling the story of it. And then he ends the story by, and I'm legally blind, <gasps> but I saw this thing perfectly. Oh, my God. I was God. like, what the fuck? <laughs> Could you imagine Opening like, like that's the only thing you could see perfectly. Yeah. Oh my god! I was like, "Well, there you go. That's a coincidence." Holy yeah, shit. really. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> Ew, I don't like that. <laughs> don't either. Because <laughs> I was thinking the same thing too. I'm like, "Well, if something if it doesn't touch me, I'm probably gonna be like, go back to bed." Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even know it was there. Yeah. Well, oh shit. Apparently, it would. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> it's time for the witty wrap up. Yay, wrap up. Got funny tweets. Okay.
If someone is flirting with me, I need them to literally say I'm flirting with you <laughs> or else I'm just like, wow, they're nice. Oh, my God. That's me. <laughs> oh, look, not a prick. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I got into Harvard. Yay. They left the first floor window unlocked and I'm just walking around in here. <laughs> Yay. Good for you. <laughs> My parents are fighting because my mom was letting a big spider live in the kitchen window because he's perfect for Halloween, and my dad killed it. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. She actually got mad. <laughs> in England, booster shot is spelled Burstershire shot. <laughs> alcohol is the legal one when i get too drunk i want to make the worst mistakes of my life when i get too high i want to mix all the dipping sauces and be a better friend <laughs> that's so true <laughs> i just like to eat <laughs> i hate when artists laugh on their songs because bitch what was so funny in the studio <laughs> You know, I think we do that. Sometimes we go off and start talking about something. We have, we don't give it context at oh. all. So, yeah, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> library, library patron of the week. The fellow who came in wandered around for a good while, then asked pleasantly, what is this place? <laughs> for sure, patron of the week. <laughs> That's great. Weird. <laughs> My daughter forgot her gym uniform at home. When I arrived at her school to drop it off, I realized I also forgot the uniform. <gasps> I see where she gets it from. <laughs> oh my god. I would totally do that. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't understand, but I may have a few recommendations. There's a skill called WikiHow. Would you like to try it? No. A what? WikiHow? <laughs> okay. Okay. Alexa joined the podcast. <laughs> oh my God, here she is again. Maybe not. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if you come to my house and want something to drink, you're probably going to need to get a glass from my kid's room. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So lucky our kids have siblings, so they'll always be there for each other, I mutter as I break up another physical <laughs> fight between my daughters because they both want to be Hermione Granger for Halloween. <laughs> they grow out of it. It's all right. <laughs> Ten-year-old. Grandma, can you teach mom how to make this dessert? My mom. Oh, she already knows how to make it, sweetie. My ten-year-old. No. No, she doesn't. <laughs> I love kids. They're so funny. <laughs> take away my kids' electronics for punishment? That's amateur hour. I take my kids to Lowe's for a couple hours. Oh. <laughs> that's a good idea. That is genius. Fuck yeah. I'm going to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I, want those, I want those snacks that have two eyes and a scary mouth. My three-year-old <laughs> describing pretzels. <laughs> Eleven-year-old, I can't wait to have chemistry in high school so we can make potions and spells. Oh. Me, unfortunately, I don't think you ever received your acceptance letter for that particular school. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> no Hogwarts for you. Nope. Watching the new James Bond trailer. Daughter, nine years old. Wow, there is so much reckless driving happening here. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> That's great. And this is my last one. Kids Bop song plays. My four-year-old. They were supposed to say fuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I fucking hated those I know. Kids Bop crap. They're still coming out, I think. I don't doubt it. I think they, they are. They sound so stupid. It is. It's ridiculous. 
It's like, okay, you either want your kids to listen to that music or you don't. Exactly. Don't change it. Exactly. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, send in your stories. We need them. Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook. Request to join the group. Rate, review, subscribe anywhere you listen. And we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.